welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, alongside Dan and Joe. Hello. What up, Oose? How's it going? Yeah, good. Are you feeling very oosy today, Taryn? Um, yeah, I'm just tired. When am I not? Work, isn't it? You know how it is. Mate, I know, but you know what? We've got wrestling. It's it's that television hug that we're all looking for every single day. You watch wrestling every single day anyway. Yes, yes of course I do. Yes, of course. I know you two do. Um, Mate, more, more than you know. Oh, uh, believe me, I know. That's all that's ever on in your house. The old, yeah, got, the old grappling show. Got, I've got Rampage on at the moment. I was watching NXT before oh, dear then. Lord. Oh, it's dreadful. I've got Matt Menard versus... John Moxley on my screen at the moment. It's not the best. No, well, Jamie won't be joining us this week. He's having a week off. He's in North Wales, not down your way. He's in North Wales with work, and apparently his signal is terrible, so he won't be joining us. Um, but this week we are going to break down at this Saturday's premium live event, the Crown Jewel Jack, as Hulk Hogan Ooh. would say. And as always, we'll give our thoughts and predictions of each match. It'll also count, of course, towards our prediction league, which, as it stands, Jamie hasn't sent me his predictions as of yet. So if he hasn't sent them by the end of the show, he forfeits this round. Therefore, he doesn't get any points. He's winning. So there's all to play for, believe you me. But I think the situation certainly is. Well, he will be if he doesn't get them to us. But <laughs> I believe both Daniel and Joseph, you attended the old wrestling this week. We did. I tell you what, Joe, I probably you probably agree with me. It was um, we went into it not knowing what to expect because we've not been to this promotion before. But we came away and we're actually quite entertained. It was um, a very good show. And we'll remember it for quite a while, I think. Yeah, Great. it was OK. It wasn't too bad. Like um, where we are, there's two... Um, big promotion. One was the ex-Dragon Pro Wrestling, now called New Wave Wrestling. And there's another promotion called Exposure Wrestling, which is the event we saw on Sunday night. It was in the neon in the old Odeon Cinema. It was very good. It was. I heard there was an appearance by Dirty Dango himself. Yeah, well, he was actually on the poster. He was the main one on the poster. And we knew going in, he was going to be there and Doug Williams was going to be there. And to be fair, I wanted to see Doug Williams wrestle for quite a while. Um, he wrestled in a three-way, and it was actually a really decent match. I've got to be fair, I really enjoyed it. He was for a Crown, an Exposure Crown Championship. Um, there was main, like, main event, I assume? No, no, that was like no? the second. That was the second. That was first or second match? No, his first match of the night, that was. There's was a pre-show really? with their enhancement talent, and there was a Battle Royal <laughs> where uh, Tiger Cub won. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, and then they had... Um, I Visible Man. Yeah, the Invisible Man. There was a character called the Invisible Man. You know, Brother Cider. Have you seen a bottle of Brother Cider before? Yes, of course. Yeah. He basically had um, a singlet that looked like Brother Cider, but in, in halfway through the match, he got this silver cloak and hid in the corner. Like the Invisible like, Cloak. Yeah. Like yeah, and nobody, mm. everyone pretended he wasn't there. And then when it came down the fire, oh, he's a he's appeared there. He is. It's and a good job went, Jim Cornette wasn't watching. He'd have a bloody field day analysing <laughs> that. He would do. Oh, mate. They, they had these um, streams, you know, bunting across the arena as well, yeah. but they put the bunting across the ring. So when Tiger Cub hit a slice bread number two, he got caught up in the bunting and almost went <laughs> eight over base, which is pretty cool. Well, not pretty cool, pretty dangerous. But i got to be fair, all in all, it was a decent show. Um, they ended up having the Dirty Dango match and it was uh, 26 quid for a signed picture and a um autograph with uh, yeah autograph and a uh, picture with him afterwards like at half time they had a raffle as well we didn't win um but um a shame did you have the picture though did you pay the 26 pounds ah uh, joe bought a t-shirt for 15 quid i thought that was quite reasonable but it was very you still you still got it though joe you still got the t-shirt yeah yeah still I in your yeah. possession yeah good, good it was more of a family event i'd say like i think when we go to like a new wave or slam masters um though the creation pro we've been to those recently they've been very like marks there everyone's just like oh yes well i think the state of aw is this but then you came to this one and it was like people dressed up as the fiend um there was a conga line at one point somebody came out to the venga boys you know it was very like um lower brow but it was good i really enjoyed it and um i was speaking to the um the promoter um nigel um at half time he's how you enjoy it i said really good he's oh wait for the main event it's going to be glorious he said i was like well i can't be bobby rude (laughs) <laughs> and came out. It was James Storm. James Storm came out right at the end. Oh, well, he wasn't even go. advertised. 
did he wrestle or yeah he wrestled yeah. their uh, world champion um and it, there was a bit of shenanigans um i think he ended, he beat him but he, it wasn't for the title so he sent the fans home happy but it finished like half past 10 and the clocks obviously went back this week in the uk as well i was knackered i was not surprised yeah. decent decent crowd then a lot of people attend yeah, I'd say a good um, couple hundred people. There were still some seats available. Saw a few people I haven't seen for a while in the crowd. Uh, some friends of the show, Adam, Adam Prosser. And we saw Ryan as well, the friend of the show. Uh, it was nice to see them. Um, but yeah, um, it was really decent Black Label crowd. Viking. No, no, Luke wasn't there. Um, was he not? I don't know where Luke was. No, he oh, wasn't. Oh, Exactly. Like, he's, he's busy. He, you know, busy in the, he's a chef. He is. He's in the kitchen. Oh, where does he work? Last iguanas. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Got to be fair, I had a steak off in the other day. Pretty damn good. Compliments to the chef. Yes. Luke, if you're listening, brilliant steak. Thank you. <laughs> you enjoyed it then, Joe? Yeah, as Dad said, it was a really good show. Family friendly. I wasn't expecting very much. Like Dad said, I went because Doug Williams was on the card and I thought, oh, see Fandango. It'd be really good. It did start off a bit shaky, like the Battle Royal. As Dad said, it was full of enhancement talent, shall we say. I was like, oh, if it's, it's like this all the way through, I'm going to need a couple of beers. And we did have a couple of red stripe. Um, but <laughs> as you do. As, as it got on, it did get a lot better. Um, but one gimmick I wanted to mention, they did a thing at halftime. You could go into the ring and have your picture taken with a wrestler inside the ring. It was like two pound to go. You could get, actually get in the ring and meet a wrestler, like do a post with a wrestler. And they were like, you would, the wrestlers would like let the little kids like put them in like a hammer lock or a headlock or like a wrist lock and then they have their picture taken with them, which I thought was quite nice. I'm not seeing that. Did, you didn't fancy that yourself though, did you not? Well, they, they had a chance yeah. to meet um, K2 and um, Storm. Um, he was in there as well. There was a gentleman from Belgium who was wrestling oh. as well. Can't remember his name, um, but you could have you could have pictures Kuta with him. Or something we, like that. Kuta, no, something something like that. Very. He, he had a cool looking cape. Um, but yeah, they um, they had pictures. Those of people got in the ring. Now we were having a red stripe. Got my raffle tickets. Had a chat with some people. Um, didn't have time to be fair. But Joe got himself a t-shirt. I did. What was your t-shirt, Joe? Um, it's it's got Exposure Club on it. So this is Exposure Club, and it looks like the Bullet Club logo, but from that wrestling company, Exposure. So yeah. Very so original. is this? Is this the same exposure company that a few years back were running these meet and greet sessions? I think there was an expat yeah. one, maybe a Billy Gunn one in South Wales. Um, and, and, and now yeah. they've gone into actual show promotions yeah, themselves. Well, right, yeah. This was their seven-year anniversary show. Um, so oh, they've well, been doing shows for years. But they've had Cody Rhodes, Gangrel, uh, Scott Hall. They bring, they bring them all over. I think that's why they have managed to get Vader. Yeah, a couple of different times. Yeah, they've had Vader at a time as well. Um, so they, they have been like, they're known for their meet and greets, but they've been doing shows as well. Been doing them for seven years. And I've got to be fair, I went away happy. Well worth the 10 quid that I spent on the ticket. I mean, for £10, even if it was enhancement talent, you can't really go go wrong. For 10 quid's worth of, what, two, three hours worth of entertainment, I don't think that's bad regardless watching a wrestling show. Passes the time and it's a bit of entertainment, isn't it? And it's yeah. a bonus if you've got some international stars who are known as well. You can't moan, really. Well, we went before when we saw an event in uh, the Neon. We saw Chikara and at that time. I mean, you look, you look back at the card not so long ago and there's so many people who are in AEW and WWE now. You never know. Some of these guys who are wrestling for exposure, you never know where they'll be in five years' time. So it's always good to tick them off. Certainly is. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it both. And uh, Dan, of course, you weren't on the show last week. You you gave us a miss for the first time in ever, I think. <laughs> is that the first show you've ever missed? You must have missed another one before. Well, shortly. when we were on the cruise, know. I think I missed one then. But I've even yes, been on the show yes. after we've had a tough out. But no, I just generally, time constraints, couldn't uh, get on last week. I've been very busy B over the past few weeks, but I have listened back to the show. I thought no, it was good. very, very good. I, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, the annoying thing is, I came in just as Joe was finishing the pod last week, and I said to him, I said, did you do a quiz? Yes, I have. I said, oh, what was it on? He said, Edge, he said. I went, oh, OK. <laughs> oh, um, what are the questions? A CIY would have scored. Oh, can't do that. Just chucked it in the bin now. <laughs> but he, Joe did make an error on one of the questions, on the tag team one. Um, I think it was Jamie oh. or yourself who said, uh, Ray Mysterio is his tag partner, and he said no. It was uh, Randy Orton. Um, yeah, I said Ray Mysterio. 
Rey Mysterio has. Um, I thought, I thought the yeah. I don't know. Well, it do, I won the quiz anyway. I got the point. That was the main thing. He that won it with Rey Mysterio um, because they did obviously they made that big thing about it at Crown at um, Clash at the Castle. That's former tag champs. But he won it with Hulk Hogan as well. Um, and he yeah, I said Hogan. Yeah. I said Hogan Christian, and I couldn't remember what I said for the third one, but I didn't say Orton. I remember that much. Um, you weren't anyway, Jamie said yeah, awesome, mistake but, on that. But, no, I really enjoyed the quiz. I really enjoyed the podcast as well. Gabe entertain a listener, and I've got to be fair, enjoyed it. It's my film. Well, before we get on to our Crown Jewel preview and predictions, then there's a couple of pieces of news to run through, I'm sure. One of them, Joe, uh, there's some news about old Shin himself, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, the forbidden door is now back open. Always oh, it opened. What's going on? Well, um, uh, New Year's Eve, I think it's no, pro wrestling, no, a great Nuta is retiring, and they're going to have a match of their New Year's Eve show. It's going to be great Nuta versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And Shinsuke posted, like, this is an absolute dream match of mine. I thought it was never going to happen. And obviously, Triple H now is in charge of WWE. He's let this happen, and I hope there's more to come. I saw a post the other day. Um, it was pointed out it was a fake post. It was um, Sheamus versus um, who was it? Um, oh, I can't remember. I saw it. Well, you sent it. It was another Japanese star against Sheamus, and I I fell for it yeah. at first until Minoru Jamie pointed Suzuki. out that Suzuki, was a Minoru, uh, yeah. Suzuki, yeah. I fell for it as well until Jamie pointed out that it literally said it wasn't real on the actual poster. <laughs> yeah, I was but... like, oh my God, if that happened, they would like beat the hell out of each other. Like, <laughs> worse than Gunter and Jamie, so Clash of the Castle would be even worse. Well, Sheamus got married this weekend as well. I could hear an ace out. He did. I did see the pictures. Very, very nice. And congratulations to him from the show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Dan, um, Shinsuke Nakamura then. It, this wouldn't have happened under Vince. No, I think there was, I read an article earlier about how they tried to do something with pro wrestling Noah and they burnt the bridges and there was a sour relationship, but Triple H has like messaged him and said, oh, is there anything we can do to do this? And I think it's great. You look over the past years, there there has been limited crossovers. You look at Jushin Thunder Liger on the first ever takeover, he was on that, um, and he was a New Japan wrestler at the time. Um, you know, we've had Mil Mascaras when he was in Triple R. Um, we've had loads of crossovers in a way. So I know people say, oh, it's WWE. There's never any crossovers. Actually, there is. They do work with other companies. You know, Chris Jericho being on the Broken Skull Sessions as well. Um, part of me feels that when it comes to the Rumble, we might see someone like a great Muta, like be in the Rumble because he could be a contender to be in the Hall of Fame, even though he's not actually yeah. being in WWE. He's one of these ones contributing to wrestling that they could actually chuck him in there. So I, I mean, Abdullah the Butcher is in the Hall of Fame and he never wrestled in WWE, so it can happen. Yeah, Char- Charmel is in Hall of Fame and all she did well, was stand next uh, to King Booker. Yeah, so, that's, that's you know, Hall of Fame with Charmel. It I certainly opens up a relationship, doesn't it, where there can be not necessarily a talent exchange for it to carry on, but, you know, an agreement. Look at, was it Christian was on a TNA anniversary show, wasn't he? Um, going back year, years back. Yeah. Um, and that was around the time that, you know, TNA and WWE were, if you want to call it head to head, I know really WWE was still miles ahead, but, you know, like you said, it's rare, but it, but it can happen. And perhaps there is something where, well, we'll lend you Shinsuke if you lend us XYZ yeah. for the Rumble type thing just for an appearance. It might happen, it might not, but no, I, I, I like you I like you thinking on that. Well, um, they almost had the chance with them. Um, did you hear about Billy Gunn as well? Um, that apparently he yeah, was DX. allowed. They said you could be in the DX reunion, but WWE need to say on my television, he's allowed to be here thanks to uh, the permission by AEW. He's an AEW yeah. wrestler. And they went, no, and he just he stayed home for that then. I'd have liked to have seen that. I think we all would just to see what the reaction is. Because, you know, let's be honest, they've mentioned AEW on TV before. Sami Zayn, remember that promo? He literally said, you could have asked me anything. You could have asked me about AEW. (gasps) He said, (laughs) the crowd went, ooh, as they do. I think it's the case that they they don't want to kind of mention, because remember, it used to be WWE and WCW mentioning each other all the time. I think it's the case that they're in their own little WWE bubble. You know, it doesn't want to be a case, it can be soundbited for years to come. It's not worth the hassle for a quick segment, you know? No, it's not. And at the end of the day, they're still separate companies and they still are competition. Um, you know, and it's OK to have a healthy working relationship, which I think they I think they have a healthier working relationship 
than people, I say working, it's probably not working necessarily, but they certainly have a healthy relationship against each other more than I think people think, certainly more than WWE versus WCW because it's not the same type of competition anymore. Ratings aren't necessarily much of a thing anymore, especially when it comes to pay-per-view and the network and Peacock, that, you know, that's more or less non-existent now. Um, that's why they could have these like free offers and free tiers on the network and all this kind of stuff where yes there is still your raw smackdown dynamite ratings but you know when dynamite's more or less going up against how nxt was performing type thing it doesn't really make much sense now and i think both companies kind of know that i mean AEW does mention wwe a lot on their weekly shows i've noticed especially you know mjf for example yeah and i think the wwe just they don't they don't need to do it and they're showing that they don't need to do it, especially under the Triple H regime. But yeah, anyway, going back to Shinsuke, it, it's a good thing for him. It's a good thing for the company. And as you say, it could very well open the forbidden door <laughs> to uh to, to further things in the future. Any more news, Dan or Joe, that you want to run through before we have a look at Crown Jewel? No, I think that's pretty much everything. No, it was a really so. decent roll. We've got a building now towards the Crown Jewel Jack. Let's um, just quickly mention The Miz then and the uh, Johnny Gargano and Dexter oof. Loomis. The big, it's all out there now. What what do we think of the storyline where it turns out that The Miz has been paying Dexter Loomis well, to we basically be a stalker? Well, that's that's the way it's potentially well, the going. Segment, it basically, it started off just like, yeah, well, I heard them talking. I hear, well, I hear the Miz talking, so I recorded him on my phone. It's just the Miz going, yeah, well, the chokehold you put on me was a little bit light. People might get suspicious, but good work. I'll see you next week. That was basically what he was saying on the phone. Um, and then they'd show a recap of the chokehold, and basically the Miz is walking out of there. But he's like, oh, yeah, what must have happened is he basically must have stopped paying him. But he kept going, well, I don't know for certain, but what I can piece together is I think this. But, of course, we can't ask Dexter because he doesn't speak. Um, I think it's building towards Dexter Loomis ultimately getting a contract. And then it's their way of doing it. But I thought the segment, when you read it, it sounds actually pretty cool. Oh, I want to make sure I watch the hour road to, to see that. That looks good. But I was, when I was watching it, I was going, wow, this is a little bit lackluster. It was very much like... I think Byron you know, Saxton was a bit like, oh, I won't say cringe. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm it was not more sure. like Dark Side of the Ring. They had like a reenactment of Dexter Loomis leaving the NXT um, complex with his bags packed. And it was basically Johnny Gargano with a blonde wig on. It was like a dark side of the ring, ring sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, it was okay. It was all right. I think they could have done it a little bit better. Um, but it'd be interesting to see where it goes. It, you know, we've gone from having Johnny Gorgana going, oh, he's a potential main eventer. Is he going to take the, the briefcase off theory to going, oh, wow, he's really annoying, isn't he? Mm. That's the one thing I am saying from it. and not, Nothing to knock Johnny Gorgana, but I'm not. I, I actually, go, Going back to it, the Miz and Dexter Lewis, if they are going down this route, then it turns out the Miz has been paying him off all the time. I love that. I love the idea that the Miz is loathing in his own self-importance, thinking he's one of these big celebrities, that he's having to pay someone to stalk him to make it look like he's big enough to have somebody stalking him. That's genius, and I really, really like that idea, and I hope that is the route that they are going down. The Johnny Gargano thing, I think... I know you need somebody there to find the evidence if you would and you know for it to all come out and go look i found the truth blah 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 blah. but i don't know i don't know if it's the right role for him it almost reeks a bit like we've brought you back too soon and we don't really know where to place you on the roster but we needed to kind of sign you up before you went to AEW and we want you back and this is kind of what we've got planned for you in the future maybe but we don't really know what to do with you now so we're going to throw you into this program which I don't necessarily think it, it needed it could have all come out in the open from anywhere so you know somebody could have found a call recording could have been found on CCTV Dexter Lewis could have just turned on him and then I know he doesn't talk but in some way you've leaked it that it was all a big ruse that type of thing I, I don't personally I'd be interested to see what you think Joe but with me I, I don't think he needs to be a part of it. it just reeks to me of we'll use you in this for a few weeks until we can find something better yeah I, I agree that he's just there as a bit player I'm, I could see John and Gargano go for the US title because now Bobby Lashley isn't the champion anymore Seth Rollins 
yeah, he's a great US champion, but I can see like Seth Rollins like when one night going, Oh yeah, I'm the best, I'm gonna also an open challenge because nobody could beat me and then one day maybe like Johnny Gargano like takes a, uh, the open challenge and then he like rolls him up or schoolboys him. I can see him like in that kind of role. But as you said, what he's doing at the minute, it's just kind of like he's not really doing anything, he's just kind of there. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens from it, but I mean, where where does it go from it? Does it lead to the Miz versus Gargano? Does it lead to Dexter Loomis versus Gargano? Does it lead to um, Dexter deciding he don't want to be a part of it anymore? Like you said, Dan, he's not paying you anymore. So they're all at each other. So it's a three-way, it's a triple threat. I, I don't know where it goes. I mean, I, I suppose it keeps us interested, but... Ghost was, I think, a cage match. Miz can't run anywhere. Um, Johnny Gargano is like a little cheerleader on the outside. It might be the case that um, Dexter Loomis then turns on Johnny Gargano and becomes Miz's bodyguard. And it turns that way. He gets himself a contract. He aligns himself with him. I think there's many different routes that it goes to. Um, certainly with a payoff. I think it'd be a payoff on a Monday Night Raw instead of like a Survivor Series War Games. I don't think it's, it's big for that. Um, but ultimately, I think it means that Dexter gets a contract. Then we move on, on to bigger and better things slowly building towards the road to WrestleMania. That's a good point that you make about Survivor Series. That is still November, isn't it? We're in November now. We still, I know there's crown jewel this weekend, so they probably don't want to take any of the spotlight off from that. But, you know, they've announced these two massive War Games matches and there's less than a month until the event. We don't even know who's in it. I mean, how are they going to build that programme so we care? I think it, write, it writes itself. The women's one, it's pretty much already booked. We've got the four women, um, can, you know, Candice LeRae, Asuka, Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair on the one team. We've got um, damage control in the other team. They just need to find a fourth member. But we've had Nikki Cross turn mental um, over the past week, so she could be the fourth member. The men's one, it's a little bit more tricky, but we do have four members of... Um, Judgment Day and now we have the club facing them but I I think it's more of a thing of maybe with the bloodline and oh there's four superstars who were vying for the title who are forming a mega team to go up against that, It's got to be the bloodline it's got to yeah. be the Usos Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns Yeah and I think Surely. if they went if they went against an all-star team you'd have Riddle you'd have um You'd probably have, they'd probably throw Seth Rollins in there just for a bit of a fun bit in there. Um, you'd have um, Kevin Owens in there. There's a couple of people who are vying for the title. Even Bobby Lashley could be thrown in there. People who are genuine contenders for that world title. You know, you could even potentially chuck in uh, Johnny Gargano or The Miz. You know, you've got an all-star team. Can they coexist? Can they take down the bloodline who've never been defeated? You know, it's a cool little thing. Um, but ultimately, with Survivor Series, it never really had much of a build over the past few years anyway. Um, you could do champions versus champions. Um, they can build the card quite easy. You know, can somebody like NXT potentially be doing an invasion because it's becoming more like black and gold now? Anyway, there's so many different avenues that they could do, but I don't think they've got a problem with building the card. I think they've probably got the card already locked down anyway. The minute we get yeah. past Crown Jewel now on Saturday, it's going to be the road to survive. From series. Monday, you'd have thought yeah. that. We'll know some matches by then, yeah. And at least it's not Raw versus bloody SmackDown again that just meant nothing for the last few years. Well, nothing at all. Nah, it won't be. No chance. Right. Let's have a look at the Crown Jewel Jack, as Hogan and say then. At the Crown Jewel Jack. So we have got, as of recording, which is Wednesday, the 2nd of November, we have eight matches announced. That's probably going to be it. I know, Joe, before our, we started recording, you alluded to the fact that you think there's a possible ninth match to be announced. But as it stands, there's only yeah. eight. I say only. That pretty much fills up three hours out of thought, but we'll see. So I'm going to go in no particular order um, as far as where I think the matches will be placed on the card. I'm just going to go for order of Wikipedia, bottom to top. But as per the prediction league itself, we have Jamie on 59, and as it stands looking at getting no points, we have um, Daniel on 50, I'm on 49, and Joe is on 46. So, like I said, if we just look at it from the basis of the fact that I'll go off the order that they are on Wikipedia. Starting off then. So, on Raw, we had a women's tag team championship match that we haven't spoke about, where we have new champions in the form of Alexa Bliss and Asuka. 
And yeah, they themselves are going up against the former champions of Damage Control, Dakota Kai and Io Sky, um, in a rematch for the Women's Tag Team Championship. So we'll start with you, Dan, then. Throw away match. What do we think? Yeah, I think it is a case that they needed to add another match on it because it's a big, big show. Um, I do see the champions retaining. I think with Crown Jewel, it is a glorified high show on a lot of occasions. Uh, they want to send people home happy. Um, with them just winning the titles, I don't think they're going to hopscotch it because it just makes no sense if they do so. Um, so, yeah, my prediction on this one, nice and simple. Ask for an Alex Bliss to retain. Okay. Yeah, what have we got? Yeah, same. Ask for Alexa Bliss to retain. I exactly same as Dan. They've already just won it. It makes no sense for them to lose it so quickly again. So, yeah, they'll retain. Lovely. Um, yeah, it, it, it's of no surprise. I'm going with exactly the same. It almost surprised me that they did the change, the swap on on Raw when they were going to have it as a match anyway at Crown Jewel by the looks of it. You could quite easily have had, you know, a, a change of hands, title change of hands there. Um, it's in Saudi Arabia, which we need to point out. It's good to see again that we're having women's matches again. We're having another two. I think we had a couple last year. That yeah. was the first time we'd had two matches two women's matches last year and the year before was the first time we'd had any women's matches um, with the one one match. I think, was that Natalia... Uh, oh, God, I can't remember. Natalia Lacey Evans. Yeah, that was it. So, you know, for the second year in a row, we've got two women's matches in a row. Um, yeah, it surprises me. I suppose it's out with the ratings more, more than anything. They can, you know, announce it. This is a title match for the main event of, of Raw to try and keep people watching and, you know, by looks thinks it works and there was a change of hands of the title so yeah the, there's absolutely no way that they win the titles back straight away keep the keep the crowd happy i mean the crowd that are wrestling fans the rest will just be looking at the floor on their phones unfortunately <laughs> um but yeah keep the ones that are interested in the show happy and yeah i see nothing else but a retain of the titles um the men's tag team match then, the Ooh. undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Ooh. We have the Usos of Jimmy and Jay versus the Brawling Brutes of Ridge, Ridge Holland and Butch, Ooh. potentially with Sheamus at ringside. It doesn't state it here, but we'll see. Uh, Joe, who have you got? Um, I'm going to go for the Brawling Brutes to <laughs> win. Well, they they're teasing that um Jay Uso is like like he's like he's like the bad egg in the bloodline. He's like disobeying Roman Reigns. He say he said last week he doesn't care what Roman Reigns thinks, like there's a big he, there's a big feud between him and Sami Zayn. So I think Sami well I think the there's gonna be like a bit of like disagreements because there's so many arguments in the bloodline. And I think the the Brawling Brutes are gonna like catch like a quick like roll up win and and it's def, it's gonna go towards like oh they're gonna kick Jay out the bloodline it's gonna be Jay versus Roman down the line so yeah I'm gonna go Brawling Brutes. Have you got Dan? Yeah, I think something a bit different. I don't think it'll be the Brawling Brutes only because on SmackDown recently they've been saying about how the uh, the New Day are chasing the record of, um, sorry, the, yeah, the the, um, the Bloodline are chasing the record of the New Day, sorry, um, and they're coming up very, very close to it. So I can't see the titles changing hands so close to this. I think that we will be getting a Survivor Series, the New Day versus the Bloodline, potentially, um, if they're not doing the um, a big Survivor Series matchup with it. Um, ultimately, I think it'll be a retainer. I think they just need, they, you know, it's good hands to have at the show. It's a, a good 15, 20 minute match that they're going to have, but I'd see the Usos retaining. Yeah, I, I've decided now, I think on a couple of occasions, I've thought the Usos are going to drop the titles. Um, I think a while back at one of the events, said I thought um, the Street Profits were going to do it and then potentially someone else. Yeah, that, I'm going completely against my, my own grain now and saying just don't bet against the Brusos and the Bloodline because they're just going to win, aren't they? So I can I see them going into... For me, if the Bloodline are going to be part of the men's war games match, to have to still have that credibility for the Bloodline to think we're going to go into this match and win and continue to be dominant, they all need to be going in 
as champions, spoiler alert for the main event, but <laughs> particularly the Usos. They, Roman Reigns won't want any weak links, put it this way, in the team. That'll be the story for the War Games match. So they go into the match, even though they won't be being defended in the match, they go into the match as tag team champions still. So, yeah, Usos are retained for me. Perfect. Right. So we've got the Raw Women's Championship match, which I didn't know this is a last women's standing match. When did that yeah. get announced? Uh, last week. Well, there we go. Shows you I've been watching Raw, doesn't it? <laughs> and we have Bianca Belair. I mean, this is another rematch. They did face each other previously, did they not? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago on Raw. A couple of weeks ago. There we go. So she is defending the championship against Bay Lee of Damage Control. And uh, yeah, as I say, inter- interesting last wo- last woman standing match in Saudi Arabia. So not only are they letting the women wrestle more than once, there's a you know a, a street fight type no disqualification stipulation. Now I wonder whether or not it's gonna be as street fighty no DQ type as last man or last woman standing match it should be. I I'll go first with my prediction. I, I don't think it will be. I think I think there's a potential no disqual last woman standing type thing in there, maybe because the no DQ to maybe get other people involved. There could be some run-ins to help Bianca potentially. There could be, you know, damage control since they're already on the car can run in and, you know, try and help Bailey as well. I'm not saying there won't be any foreign objects and eating weapons, but I think it will be limited. Almost like a house show. Like if you hear, oh, there's gonna be a street fight at a house show or a no DQ match. You're lucky if there's anything more than a chair. I think I've been to a house show before and it was like no DQ or something. And at the end, they brought out a chair and hit him on the back and that was it. And <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? And, and that was it. So there might be a table spot. That, and that's why somebody doesn't answer the 10 count in this, for example. They might part a table, throw them off the top rope, off the top turnbuckle, onto the table. And, you know, normally if this was the last women's standing match as Viva Series, that wouldn't finish somebody off. But I think it just will in this match. Um, I might be wrong, but I've just got a feeling because it's in Saudi. So um, either way, Bianca Bella retained. Joe. I really want Bailey to win because, as I think I said before on these podcasts, like I prefer Bianca Bella as chasing, but she's been so dominant lately. I doubt that because it's a Saudi show, I can't see her winning in this one, so I'm going to go Bianca Bella. Go on then, Dan. As Jamie would say, hey, we want to Bailey. Hey, we want to Bailey. That one's for you, Jamie. Yeah, I'm going to go new champion. I think that we need a title to change hands. And I'm going to say that the leader of Damage Control is going to win the Raw Women's Championship. There ain't no stopping it now. Let's celebrate on the floor. I don't know. I've just got a feeling that it'll have to be the face women that win in Saudi Arabia, not the heels. But we'll see. Be interesting. Now then. Selena won the Queen's crown um, over there and she was heel. I'm just going to throw that out there. Very true, yeah. Thinking about, well, that was forgettable, wasn't it? Do you remember um, Queen Zelina? Queen Zelina! Yeah, that soon happened, disappeared, Again, didn't it? So did she. Well, she's a manager of Legado del uh, Fantasma, eh? Yeah. Uh, Legacy of the Ghost. Uh, yeah. Right, next up, we have the, and uh, let's be honest, as um, Braun Strowman said it this this week, we have the Hogan versus Andre match <laughs> of this generation coming up. We have Braun Strowman versus Omos with MVP at ringside in a classic singles match, Dan. Classic, mate, classic. And we all know the history of Braun Strowman in Saudi Arabia. He won that massive Rumble match or whatever it was. He loved the greatest there. Royal Rumble, although he lost technically to... Tyson Fury, he got counted out. <laughs> yeah, they do love him over there. He's a big attraction. I think with Omos, they kind of need, they're trying to build and build and build in, but Strowman's just come back. I think he's one of these ones you could go, oh, is he a potential contender to go for the world title soon? I don't say that with Omos. So I think with trying to build up steam ready for towards Survivor Series and Royal Rumble, I think it is a good case where we have Braun Strowman. He conquers the Goliath. I think this is a storyline potentially. It could go on a little bit further, but I see Braun picking up this win. 
yeah, I, I'm going to agree on this one. I don't, whilst in a way, Omos could probably do with the win because he seems to get a bit of momentum and it stops and he disappears, comes back, gets a bit of momentum, stops, disappears, comes back, blah, blah, blah. I, I do think it's going to be another case of that. He's got the momentum and it's going to stop because it doesn't make sense to me that you bring Braun Strowman back in his first premium live event match. He just loses in a singles match. And unless it was a dirty finish and it was clean, but then again, at the same time, I, I don't see why that would necessarily benefit anything. So, yes, for me, Joe, Strowman wins. Yeah, um, I completely agree with what you both said. Omos is definitely a contender. He's Really good, but as that said before, Strowman left. He was like a world heavyweight champion caliber. He built Norberg, obviously left, um, and then came back. He's been dominant all these months he's been back. I can't see him being anything other than dominant over Omos. Um, yeah, so Strowman to win. Lovely stuff. Now, this is an interesting one. And you mentioned a steel cage before, Dan. Ooh. We have Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in another rematch, Scarlet at ringside. Not a strap match this time. The steel cage match. Is this the first steel cage they've had in Saudi? Um, I potentially. Yeah, they had the chamber, didn't they? Yeah, they had the, chambers, yeah, they had the chamber last that. year, which is in Canada next year, isn't it? So they're not going back to Saudi. Um. Yeah, I think this is potentially the first steel cage match. So, what they're going with this time then, Dan? Carrying Cross going to pick up the win again and get one over Drew McIntyre again, or is this the classic 50-50 booking? No, I think it is the 50-50. I think we need it to go towards a sort of rubber match. Um, anyway, so we're going to end it in this in this cage. The last time, there were some shenanigans with uh, pepper spray, fireballs and all that shenanigans. I do think you can't just keep burying Drew, burying Drew. It is the case that you need to get your big guns back here fan favourites and he is a fan favourite um, I think it doesn't hurt carrying Cross to potentially lose shows that there are some chinks in his armour I, I fancy Drew McIntyre for this one as long as it's I've said this before this bloody rule of oh you can win by pinfall or submission no it escape the cage and I hate this open the door business as well <laughs> a steel cage will be you have to climb up and over as far as I'm concerned to get out but, but if you are going to have you know, the door open. At least that's by escape the cage. None of this pinfall. I hate it when cage matches finish by pinfall or submission. It's a cage. Escape the cage. That's what it should be. But anyway, rant over. Joe? Yeah, I agree with that. With like all the fireballs and stuff, like the reason why Joe could win is he kind of like needs a win to make him look strong ever since like his last uh, clash of the castle to Roman. He hasn't really looked strong. He's kind of like lost momentum a bit. He really needs to gain his momentum. And as Dan said, the cage stipulation doesn't make Karen Cross weak for losing. He could go, well, I was in a cage, you know, I was at disadvantage. You know, he could use, I know, a million different excuses for him losing. So, yeah, definitely Drew, Drew needs to win here. Just, just get his momentum back, as Dan said. Yeah, I, I'm going with Drew again. There's a bit of a... Um, <laughs> we're, we're all kind of going for similar ones here, aren't we? But um, it, it makes sense. I do think they're slightly different to yourselves. Um, in regards of the momentum, he does need momentum, and I think this will help. I think, ultimately, they'll have, he'll win on Saturday, and they'll have a rubber match, whether it's on Smackdown. They are Smackdown, aren't they? Yeah, whether it's on Smackdown or yeah. whether it's... Uh, um, Survivor Series, and I, I think Drew will win that as well. Um, I think he'll, he'll win the feud. However, I think that probably from January onwards, maybe the Rumble going to turn him heel. I think he needs that. It's been yeah. a long time since he's been a heel. I'm not saying he's getting stale with a baby face, but when he's not going after the title, he's got nothing really to chase. He, they need to mix it up a bit with him, and I don't think it would harm him. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting overall. I mean, this would be very much later on down the line once they've decided who's taking the strap off Roman. But I'd like to see him pick up the world title eventually as a heel rather than a face. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be I think, cool. yeah, I think they are going to go down the, the heel route with him in, in the new year. But certainly this weekend, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go with Drew. Sounds good. Right. Bob the Lash, Dan. Ooh. Yeah. Against Brock Lesnar. Now they had the 
the pull apart on Raw. Everybody, the whole roster came out. Triple H had to come out as well. I see he didn't get involved physically, um, <laughs> obviously with his heart condition, but he was there saying, "Get him out, get him out." Um, I mean, I'll, I'll go first on this one. I think. Oh, oh, shall I? No, what was I going with now? <laughs> yeah, no, I am. I'll go on this one. Bobby Lassie's wanted this match for such a long time. I don't think he necessarily cares whether he wins or loses. And Brock has lost so many times lately. I it just yeah. I don't think it hurts Bobby Lashley to lose against Brock Lesnar, but I think he, he's going to start hurting Brock personally if he loses again. So Brock Lesnar's going to win for me. Yeah, I mean this. I put a poll up on uh, our Twitter page asking what people thought would be the match of the night. And this is the one, hands down, everyone is saying will be the match of the night. And I will agree with them. Um, and I agree with your thought process in terms of momentum. Bobby Lashley's been uh, the US champion. He's only just dropped it, but he's pretty dominant. He's one of the base names on Raw. But with uh, Brock Lesnar, he is an attraction. People paid to see him. And people in Saudi will want to see him win. Um, you know, and uh, you know, going towards momentum. I think you do need a dominant Brock win. And they have faced each other before. They faced each other at the Royal Rumble, and Bobby Lashley won that one. So, if you're looking at the tail of the tape, okay, Bobby Lashley knows how to beat um, Brock Lesnar, but I think Brock Lesnar will get the win. It could lead to a third match. You never know. We might see this one 67 times, like Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I hope not. I do think it'll be one of the matches tonight, and I I do see Brock Lesnar walking away with OW. Joe? Yeah, Brock Lesnar's got to win. As, as Dan said, he's like the main event. He's like the main attraction. Ever since he beat the Undertaker streak um, all those years ago, it's, you know, you never sit with Brock Lesnar. You can never bet against him. And as Dan said, like Bobby Lashley's been the US champion. He is a legitimate challenger to Brock Lesnar. You know, he's got that um, MMA career behind him. And as Dan said, he's been in before. But I agree with you both. Um, Brock Lesnar needs to build up his like momentum again. Uh, Bobby Lashley has won the match for years, as you both said. It's not going to hurt him to lose. He'll still he'll just go on raw and squash a jobber in ten seconds, and just look strong again. Yeah. No, absolutely, I agree. We're all looking very similar. We've only got one or two different so far. This could be a very interesting <laughs> show next week. Joe, we'll stick with yourself then. Penultimate match, or certainly penultimate match is the way the car's led here, not necessarily on the show. In fact, I think this could potentially start the show. We've got the six-man tag team match. We have the OC versus the Judgment Day. Who have you got for this and why? I mean, I'm going to say the OC to win because they've been taking such a battery lately, but Rhea Ripley's basically been sticking her nose in and like, she's been like the extra man if you will and I don't know if that I don't think Rhea Ripley will go over to Saudi Arabia I just think it'll be Dominic Ray and Finn versus AJ and the Good Brothers so I, if it just sticks to them I think if it's just fair you know equal people each side then I think the OC need, really need to win because ever since they come back I don't know if they've won a match well they won a match on NXT but like on the main roster they've not won a match like if you just come back, you need to like you need some legitimacy behind you, and they haven't won anything since you come back. So yeah, OC to win because they they just need it. Similar thought, train Dan. Well, yeah. Um, to to counter on that point, I'm pretty sure Carl uh, Anderson won with a backslide on uh, on um on Damian Priest on Raw. Yeah, I think pretty sure he got a singles win. Um, the context of this one is that the OC have come back to WWE after going around the globe winning tag team gold. But um, Carl Anderson was the, what, the um, IWGP Neverweight Champion, which he's now at the vacate. Are you going to not turn up to a show, vacate a title, to lose in a Saudi event? You're not. I think you're going to need a little bit of momentum. You know, yeah, they're there for the pay. They, you know, they want to advance their careers. I can see the OC and the Good Brothers and AJ Styles picking up a win on this one. I do think it continues on Raw. I think that they are going to introduce a female to be with the OC so they can do like a a four-on-four sort of thing. But I don't think that's going to happen at Crown Jewel only because, like Joe said, I can't really see Rhea going over 
uh, over there having to cover up just to be stood in somebody's corner. Um, so ultimately, I think it will be the OC and AJ, but I think the following Raw, they'll probably have the match again, but there'll be somebody who's surprised in the corner um, just to kind of help help that situation. Yeah, I mean, I'm going with the OC as well. I, I think there's been that momentum with the Judgment Day lately. OC have just come back, in, well, in respect to Anderson and Gallows. Um, yeah, I, I think Dominic Mysterio takes the pinfall as well. Yeah. Just to try and make him look like the weak link of the group, which, I mean, he is, but to try and further emphasise on that side of things, maybe start to look at some dissension in the ranks side of things because of it. I mean, we're far too early for that breakup, but, you know, certainly start that idea. Um, yeah, OC for me. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the if Judgment Day won. Um, and looking at our prediction so far, we have all been quite face heavy as far as picking who wins. So, you know, so there's got to be some heels that win. And potentially, this this could be the match. But I think, like you say, if you're bringing Gals and Anderson back to losing the first premium live event match since. Yeah, I, oh, I don't know now. Actually. Yeah, I'll stick with the I'll stick with the OC, but it wouldn't surprise me if Judgment Day won. Put it that way. Fair, fair, fair. Right. We, we have to do this, don't we? The main event, the singles match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. The over two-year reign, Joe, could it be in jeopardy against media sensation, boxer, social media, so whatever you want to call him, Logan Paul? To quote Jamie, don't be so stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, Logan Paul's great for WWE. We all know what he brings to the table. His 32 million followers, however many he's got on TikTok and all these other media streams he's doing. Great. But can I see him legitimately beating Roman Reigns and knocking him out and beating him for the Universal title? Absolutely not. Um, I think Roman Reigns is just going to Smash him. I don't think it'll be a quick match. It'll be like a 10, 15 minute match. But yeah, Roman Reigns is going to destroy him and I can't wait. <laughs> God. Okay, so my official prediction on this one is it'll be, if there is a winner, it'll be Roman Reigns. But it may get turned into a triple threat. Uh, i got a feeling. I, I'm, I'm using my card. I'm using my chip. I am cashing in. I am saying that there is going to be an Austin Theory cash-in. A-Town. Down. A-Town. Down. And then in the next show, they turn up and go, yeah, well, you've cashed in, but didn't say you cashed in for both belts. You've only cashed in for the one. I think we need to split these belts up. I think this is a great opportunity to do oh, it. Oh, so you say he's going to be successful with his cash-in? Yeah, but he's going to pin. Um, he's going to pin Logan Paul, Logan Paul instead of pinning Roman Reigns. So still, Roman Reigns looks strong. He goes, yeah, well, you only took the one you didn't take the other you took the us you took the universal title you didn't take the wwe title and then roman carries on his reign that he's had that he's held the belt for god knows how long um i can see a cash in um but my official prediction on a one-on-one match is roman reigns but i am saying that there will be a cash in right so you're going for reigns but you you are using your cat so you're kind of using both using your cash in chip the one and yep. only time you're allowed to use it whilst he's yeah, the, whilst he's money in the bank Holder. Right, OK. I thought about it myself. He's not on the card, is he? So he could potentially... I, I do like the idea of him potentially coming down. I, I do think he'll be unsuccessful, but not not in a sense of... Um, oh, look who's joined. <laughs> Dear Lord. Has he got a signal? Um, He's... For for all this out there, Jamie has joined. Is he there? Can he hear us? Can we hear you? We can no, we can't. We can see his eyes, and because we can't hear him, it means we cannot get his predictions. And we're on the main event as well. So as it stands, he currently forfeits the predictions this year for this round. Um, because he's not going to get them in time. You can you can send them over to me on Facebook Messenger now, you can, and I'll read them all out. That's no problem. But you've probably got about <laughs> 10 minutes you have. Because No, he's got three what minutes. I, Did what say I was saying... Three minutes. <laughs> what I was saying was, is 
I I can see theory being there. I can see him running down. He not that he won't be successful. He won't get chance to cash it in a bit like at Clash at the Castle. So he'll still be money, Mr. Money in the Bank. Um, what worries me about this event and Logan Paul is it's in Saudi Arabia. It's not in. It, it, it's it's not in America. So if they were going to do it, he's not going to get the backlash like he would in front of a Western audience. So they could get away with it. At the same time, do WWE want their David Arquette moment? And I think as much as they would like to see Logan Paul, a global star, be the representing their brand, their company, I don't think they've got it in them, or I hope they haven't got it in them. And because of that, I don't know how it's going to happen, and I don't know how they're going to make Logan Paul still look strong coming from it. But Roman Reigns retains, Big and yeah, he 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 walks out somehow as the world champion still. Um, yeah, maybe that's because theory gets involved somehow. But again, like I say, doesn't doesn't get chance to to cash it in. So Jamie has sent over his predictions. Oh. He has gone for he's gone for Braun Strowman to beat Bobby Lashley. Uh, for, for Bobby Lashley. If Braun Strowman to be Omos, he's gone for Drew McIntyre to beat Karrion Cross. He's gone for the OC to beat Judgment Day. He's gone for Brock Lesnar to beat Bobby Lashley. Jamie, we still need your Damage Control versus Alexa Bliss and Oscar and the Usos versus Brawling Brutes and Bianca Belair versus Bailey. We still need them. He's gone for the Usos to beat the Brawling Brutes to retain. Oh. It's all coming in now. Oh. He's gone for Bianca Belair to retain over oh. Bailey. And we just need Damage Control versus Alexa Bliss and Oscar. Oh. Who's he going for? Is he going for the retain of the champions? He's gone for... Alexa Bliss and Asuka, I thought so. Because in the main event, he has gone for no cash-in, but Logan Paul... No, he's gone for Roman Reigns <laughs> to be successful. There we go. So, it's all locked in. What will happen? Will Logan do it? Will he do it? The streak is over. Will we be saying that at the end of the event? At me and Jamie are at the football on Saturday, and I think does the event start at five pm British time? Um, five or six, yeah, it depends on if the clocks have gone back in other countries. But um, WWE, um, sorry, um, BT Sport advertised it kick off four o'clock. Um, oh, so I'm so assuming it's five. Yeah, o'clock. it must be five o'clock main card then. So yeah, our football match won't finish till five, and by the time I get home, it'll be about six. So I'll either start watching it then, or I'll watch it. Um, Got to live. Oh, it all depends what's happening with the baby. It might be my turn to put him to bed. We'll have to see. So, you'll have, I'll have to say spoiler free. Nothing on the. Uh, Jamie said, "Did anybody go with Bailey to it uh, to win the title?" Yeah, yes. I did. Yes, it was Joe and Dan both were. Oh, Joe, did you go with Bella? Or have, have I written it on the wrong one? I've got you went with uh, Bailey, I Joe. Said, um, I went with Bella. That we were. Sorry, right, yeah. So, down, there we go. So, that's it. No more changes. The predictions are locked in. So, we'll look forward to Saturday. Now, because Jamie, even though he's joined us now just to listen, because we got him, because he didn't know he was going to be here, he doesn't have a quiz. So, Dan has written a quiz for us. Jamie is disqualified from taking part purely on the basis that we can't hear him. So what have you got for us, Dan? Yeah, I've got tag teams. I'm going to say the name oh, of two people. God you sake. tell me the name of that tag team. Um, usually it's out of 10, but I've written one too many. I've got overzealous. I've got 11. So uh, we'll go in let order. me grab a pen. Where's my pen? There we go. Some Ready of them are you. really, really easy. Some of them are a little bit more difficult. Oh, for God's sake. Jamie, sorry, Jamie's just said he's going to send me the answers before you go through them. So we'll let him be involved. We'll let him. All right, then. So we'll start with your number one. 
Number one is Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff. What was their tag team name? Good Lord. Dusty Rhodes and... Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff. Bebe. Okay. Nikita Bebe. Tag team. Yeah. That's my Dusty Rhodes impression. In case anyone thinks that I got knocked on the head. Oh, I think um, Jamie can send me the answers because he's Googling at the same time, no doubt. We know what the truth is here. Yeah, go on then, number two. All right, number two. Um, Number two is Sting and the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, good Lord. I'll give you a clue. They're named after a very famous movie. Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they are. Yes, they are. are. Nice and easy. Number three, it's got to be Kane and the Undertaker. It's got to be. What was their team name? Number four. Again, nice and easy. Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. Lovely. The silence. I like it. We're on a roll here. We're on a roll here. Number five. Have I actually even had any answers off Jamie yet? No, I haven't. Hopefully he's going to send it all through Otherwise, you could copy his answers. If you had Yes. You could write down his Good idea. Right. Number five. IRS yeah. and Ted DiBiase. Yes, good. I've got their pop vinyls up there, I'm sure I do. Number are, we six. Clearly, are we clearly Virgil in that? <laughs> well, no, it's a tag team name. Yeah, true. He wasn't in the pop collection. Number six, the worst tea you can buy on the British supermarkets, Typhoon and Earthquake. <laughs> I love that. They were my Any, favourite tag team. Anyone who has tried a cup of Typhoon tea, usually get it in like a Best Western. They would buy yeah. multi-packs of tea. Oh, it's dreadful. Typhoon and Earthquake. Number seven. Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. What was oh, their team name? What were they called now? Well, if, if you know what Brian Pillman's son's tag team name is, it gives you a bit of a clue. In the old AEW. Number eight, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. It's their tag team name, not their faction name. Yeah, I don't know that. I think I do know. I just can't think. Oh, oh. Number nine, we have Bobby Eaton, Dennis Conry. They also had Magnum PI in this tag team. It's like a free big kind of role. Bobby and Dennis Conray can also have Magnum PI. What were their tag team name? Love it. Love the silence. Love it. Number 10, Ron Simmons and Butch Reed. Which, sorry, which, which one's that one? Number 10, Ron Simmons and Butch Reed. Right. And I thought I'd throw this in as a bonus. Brendan White and Danny Jones. Yeah, you've lost me. Your current Rev Pro Tag Team Champions. You've lost me. Right, Jamie, get your answers over now. You've got 10 seconds. Otherwise, I know it's all Google. There it is. There they are. Right. Let's let's go through this. Okay, we'll go with your number one, Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff. Joe, what have you put? Blue collar. Blue collar. And what what have you put, uh, Taryn? I had no idea. I know he's not American, so but I just put the American dreams. Jamie has <laughs> put the United Nations. I like it. They're good guesses. No, it's the superpowers. Oh well, there we go. Um, yeah, number two, Sting and the Ultimate Warrior. Um, famous movie. Um, Taryn, what have you put? Blade Runners. What has Jamie put? D's nuts because he doesn't know. <laughs> He's nuts. And Joe? Blade Runners. It is the Blade Runners. I'm glad you two know that. I didn't know that when I, before I was reading. No, I didn't know that. Number three, Kane and Thundertaker. I'm not even going to go around the room. It is the Brothers of Destruction. Yes, we all know that. Yeah. Number four, Charlie Horse and Shelton <laughs> Benjamin. Again, I don't need to go around the room on this one. It's the world's greatest tag team. Although, no. No, Jamie, does Jamie get the point or has he got it wrong here? Because he's been, well, 
He's been clever and funny by putting a joke. He said, well, the greatest ever tag team is Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods. However, he's put the answer, <laughs> not the world's greatest tag team. He's put greatest ever tag team. He can have a point. Eh? What? Come on. That's fair enough. Mate, I went to a Cornetto trilogy quiz on Thursday and I got marked down and lost by a point because some I put they said name the twelve pubs in the world's end. Oh, I can't remember. And I named all twelve pubs, but I put the thirsty servant as one of the pubs instead of the thoughtful servant. Somebody marked me down, and if I got all ten right, I would have had a bonus ten points and I would have won. Well, you, you marked me the down. Wrong answer. No, it's the, no, it's close enough. <laughs> it's the wrong answer. No, anyway. No, it's close enough. I should have got the point. Anyway. <laughs> We have number five, IRS and Ted DiBiase. Joe, what have you put? Brilliant. Where's Jamie put? Um, he has put no, he got it wrong. Million Dollar Inc. I put Money Inc. Money Incorporated, but yeah, he's put it is Million Dollar Inc. Yes, Money Inc. Wrong. I'll make sure I put a big X next to his. What about Typhoon and Earthquake? What have you put, Taryn? Natural Disasters. Yeah, has everyone got natural disasters? Yes, yeah. Jamie Jamie has as well. Lovely. Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. Joe? Hollywood Blondes. Hollywood Blondes. Yeah, it's Hollywood no, Blondes. No, he's put the stunning blondes. It's wrong. Oh, no. Oh, oh dear. What's happening here? Okay, Bobby Eaton. Oh, no, we don't, number eight, number eight. Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. I know Joe knows this one, so let's go to Taron first. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I should know it and do know it, but I didn't know, so I put... What's Jamie um, put? I put the horsemen. I know that's wrong. He put the suplexes. Oh, no. No, no, it's close. Joe, what have you put? Brain busters. It is oh, the brain busters. Of course it is. It is. Comes up oh, quite a lot on this quiz. Bobby Eaton, Dennis Conroy, Magnum P.I. Taron, what have you got? Oh, I, I knew it was wrong, but I heard Bobby Eaton, so I put Blue Bloods. Jamie oh. put um, no idea. He doesn't know. <laughs> and Joe? Midnight Express? They are the Midnight Express. Oh, yes. One of the most recognisable tag teams ever. Magnum P.I. It is bloody most. Imagine the career he would have had if he hadn't been in his accident. <laughs> oh, absolutely epic. What have you guys got for Ron Simmons and Butch Reed? Taron? Doom. Good game. What has Jamie put? It is a good game, the bro- uh, um, oh, no, hang on. Jamie put Miami Vice for the last one, which was wrong anyway. <laughs> uh, but he's put no idea for this one. And Joe? Doom. It is Doom. Doom. And number 10, the best wrestler in Wales. 10, that, number 11. Yeah, number, yeah, you know what I mean. Brendan White, Danny Jones, the current Rev Pro Tag Team Champions. The King of Chaos, the All Wales Champion. What is their tag team name? Um, I know Joe will know. What, what have you put? Jamie, I, 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 I didn't know, so I haven't put anything. Jamie put the Bronco Busters. <laughs> I like it. Joe, what is their tag team name? The Greedy Souls. They are the Greedy Souls. Oh, honest to God. Okay, right. mark up. Tally, your score is dead, yo. Jamie got three, which is probably the worst showing he's ever had. The worst ever. Oh. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The Len Goodman special. Oh, seven. Um, Joe gets I, a point. I'd like that fact checking on Doom, I would. But anyway, Jamie says he blames <laughs> the Welsh air. He does. He blames the, the North air. Wales. Well done then, Joe. You have the point, which puts you on da, 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 six time with me. So we've got Dan on 15, Jamie on seven, Joe on six, and me on six. Oh. Uh, which just leads us to say, Joe, where can everybody find us on the socials? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Grapplecast Show. Don't forget to like and subscribe us, and give us a five star rating. Uh, we like uh, you following us, guys, and we run daily polls on Twitter. So sometimes we'll ask you your opinion, and yeah, your opinion oh. polls. Daily, I've got a full time job. Yeah, <laughs> Haven't we all? Jamie's written out the um, in, in the chat. He's he's ending, but enjoy um, enjoy Crown Jewel. I mean, just please God, please God, he doesn't walk away with the title. It won't. It, let's be honest, it won't happen. Cash it in, won't really. happen. But um, yeah, I just I just hope it's a good event. The last couple of Saudi Arabia events haven't been too bad. They've certainly improved on the first couple that they had. 
Um, but yeah, just it'll be a nice, easy watch. Easy watch. Jamie wants camels, he says. But um, <laughs> everybody enjoy the show. We will see you next week. Dan, do you want to sign us off in some sort of way? Yeah, without further adieu, adieu a good night and a farewell. Armbar, left hand punch, right hand punch. <laughs> Bang! Good night, y'all. Enjoy all. Ta-ra, guys. Bring the bell!